This is episode 18 of Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger. Our topic today is when the pirates become the Navy. So Joel, uh, what's your article you're going to write about in Motionographer? Oh, wow. Putting me right on the spot. Um, I don't, I, I don't know yet, but I have, I've got three or four in play. Here's the, the big one that I think is maybe the most uh, juicy is this idea that it's very contrarian that during turbulent times, of course, people flee to safety and security and they look for certainty. So the irony is that the best time to start your own business is actually right now. And this was somewhat spurred by a conversation I had with uh, somebody in LA who reached out to me and said, Hey, I think I'm ready to start my own studio and here's why, and here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I said, yeah, 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 this is, this is a great time and kudos to you for your, you know, to you and your instincts for, for sensing this. Um, so that, that might be, that might be the article. So stay, stay tuned on that. Let me process that. Cause maybe if I run down the thought, I'm going to, let me get some easy thoughts out of my head because I think there's a bigger one kind of sitting behind this, um, in a minute, but, uh, I'm going to say you say yes, because, um, there's like a false sense of security that companies, if I'm an employee and I work for a business, then I'm secure. If I'm out on my own, it's, it's harder. I feel insecure. And you and I know that the entrepreneurial solution really is, is like take control. You know, you can actually control your destiny, control your business. And it's, so it's not as scary as you think, especially when the world has reset. So to build up from here would be easier. Is that uh, one of the easier thoughts of why you'd say yes? Well, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I would say this, I, I'm always a fan of, of taking radical responsibility. And I think of the word responsibility as response ability, like your ability to respond and do something is far more, far, far more uh, flexible and powerful when you're doing your own thing. You're calling your own shots. You're right in the marketplace and making decisions to jump on opportunities to avoid disasters. But when you're part of a large organization, you're so much, uh, victim's not the right word, but you're, you're so much, uh, you're infected by so many factors beyond your control. Yeah, I, I was just doing these um, Hollywood break episodes with Keith. And one of the things that keeps coming up week after week as we talk about the changing you know, marketplace of Hollywood is that these behemoth cornerstones uh, Warner Media, CAA, so on, are actually letting go of employees. Mm. So those old ideas of security actually are shifting uh, underneath people's feet. And when Warner Media lays off 600 people, right? What a false sense of uh, security that being an employee of somewhere actually is any secure. Where honestly, if you could understand positioning, get yourself into the marketplace, understand the unique um, offering that you can give the marketplace and the value of that you can print your own money week after week after week after week instead of relying on other people to do it. Um, there's obviously a greater responsibility. I'm not going to downplay what it takes to start a business, but um, yeah, that's, so that's the first one. That's the, and that's like the low level part, part. but I, I, there's a part of me that's also saying, let me try this on for size that businesses that are established 
find it difficult to change direction, but new businesses can easily establish themselves in the new direction from the get-go. And in a time of change, like we're experiencing now, you must pivot as a business owner. So those people that are slow to pivot are gonna miss the new marketplace. And there's an opportunity for a newcomer to step into what an old player might be fading away at. And I, there's you know corporation after story after metaphor that matches that idea. But they like I always say, the buggy whip company. You don't want to be the buggy whip company in right. today's time because um, there's a new, absolute new world order that's happening. Well, you remember you 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 commented uh, when we were preparing to do this chat about, hey, when you ran Impossible for 20 years, I'm sure you pivoted two or three times. And I laughed because I'm like, no, every two to three years. But certainly like in 08, right? During that uh, recession, huge recession. And the, easily the most difficult thing isn't identifying where to go, although that is hard. Like what's the new direction? What should we be doing? That's it's difficult. But the most difficult thing is changing the all the legacy all of the yeah but our clients won't let us do that or but that's not how we got here that's not what makes us successful and that a lot of that comes from your team and it's extremely difficult to look at you know into the faces of the people that you love and you you want to take care of and tell them no we're going in this direction and you probably think i'm crazy and you probably think this is going to kill the company um but if we just fall back on our legacy of how we got here, we will certainly die a slow death. And that's, that's probably the most difficult thing. Whereas, like you said, a new company has no, no stories of success, no good old days, right? They never won the state championship football and played the quarterback position and they look back on high school. There, there's just, here's an opportunity. How do we seize it and move forward? Yeah. So, you know, my saying is that eventually the pirates become the Navy, right? right. And it, in a way that there are people that pioneered, well, let's just say like the last major changeover was 2008, um, maybe arguably, but that's a, a 2008. So for now, for 12 years, there's been a certain kind of economy and structure. And there was people that pioneered in that time. They were the pirates of the time. They disrupted um, some of the the predecessors to the industry. And now there's a new changeover. Well, those pioneers of 2008 are now the Navy of today. And there's a new opportunity for, for new pirates to create new disruption, find new ways of doing something, and you know, change the offering, change the value proposition. Um, very exciting. Yeah. So now the question, which is a very provocative one, is, is it better right now, if you're a small company, to think how can we maintain our status as the Navy or do we have to go pirate again? Do we have to be somewhat rogue? And I would submit it's the latter, not the former. Possibly. I, I know that I would argue the one exception to the pirate becomes a Navy idea in, in, in the assumption that by pivoting, there's more security than not pivoting, right? Okay. With that an argument, is that when you are the category creator, uh, when you're the category creator, you own that category. And as long as that category is around, then the, the play out always happens in your, in your swimming pool. So you can kind of like keep things going and maintain it. Um, and that obviously needs very clear positioning. You have to carve out that place in, in your client's mind. 
that client has to be able to, to uh, advocate on your behalf to other people, pass on word of mouth. There's a lot of things that happen when you're the category maker. Um, yeah. If you're not, then yeah, you need a secondary strategy to navigate through the terrain and then get to the, the new plateau. I'm trying to find uh, who would be the appropriate character to, to continue with your metaphor. Who is the, the category creator in piracy? Maybe Blackbeard? Like if you're Blackbeard, you're always Blackbeard. And you, yeah. you can ride that reputation forever because you have established yourself in the history books as the, the category creator. But if you're not Blackbeard in the, and you're now in the Navy, it might be time for you to you know, ditch your orders and go, uh, go steal a ship. I think they fed him gunpowder or something like that. That guy didn't finish as well. well. Um, <laughs> did no, you're right. Well. It's like, um, you know, once you establish the new land, when the United States had created their Navy, who was that? Is that John Paul Jones, the founder of the- I, I believe the, so. Yeah. Like he's the one, he was probably a privateer at one point, kind of taking care of ships. And then he became the defense for what's there. Um, the other one is the- um, you know, the, the way to the, the defend the Indians is to give them, give them cattle, basically, instead of let them stay rogue. Um, so there's, a, there's metaphors that are out there, or stories out there of what happens to establish people to slow them down. Um, I think for, you know, in the category of people that we talk to frequently are the people that are struggling because the cheese moved on them and they're trying to understand where the new position might be and then uh, do that change. And, and, and you know, rev think is short for revolution thinking. And the, I chose revolution because I was, t- I was talking about the time of change and like thinking through or consulting people in their time of change. So uh, obviously 2008 is when, you know, was a big part of the establishment of rev think. And there was a lot of transition taking place. Um, but that those thought process of getting out of your way, understanding new, new marketplace, depending on things that are always true, you know, run cash flow, manage things, create a sales pipeline, look out in front of you, um, but also don't hold on to things that aren't valuable anymore. Um, those are a part of the assessment that needs to be done. I imagine the, the wording of that, and I feel like you, regardless of, uh, that what the market was holding on to. There was there have been people coming to you for the last six years or so that they've had transitions within their company by simply changing their positioning, calling that out and carving out that place, that category creation place in their client's mind. So we're seeing micro revolutions company by company, but the same principles hold true on a macro level. Well, you and I were, we were remarking and it would be great to find an actual article that backs this up because I think there's some hard data out there that statistically 2008 was a year when some of the household names were founded in terms of up and coming businesses, digital uh, corporations and so forth. So there's something to be said for when things are at their darkest or most uncertain is when the opportunities are greatest mm-hmm. because people are unencumbered by the past they, had, they see an opportunity, they move forward. But then you and I were noticing that that truth doesn't just apply to companies that are starting. It's to anyone who's pivoting. And I think that was really interesting because when we think of all the companies that went through Revolve with us, but even looking at all of the companies that have been through the jumpstart process with me, right? You were challenging me saying, you shouldn't call it jumpstart. You should call it restart or reboot or something. Um, and I realized, yeah, you're right. There's a process 
by which you, you do, you step back, you reflect, you reevaluate, and you recommit to what you know is, has always been true, but it now has new application. I just looked up my um, <clears throat> Facebook profile to see what year I actually created my Facebook profile. I'd be curious what yours is. Um, uh, 2006 is mine. So I was thinking like 2008, like think about a new Facebook was in 2008. Their Amazon Prime video, I don't even, there was, didn't even exist. Um, clearly, um, a lot of the OTT platforms, Netflix was at that point, I can remember specifically, was DVDs ordered and you would deliver to, into your mailbox. Um, there was no Disney Plus. There wasn't anything HBO Go. These huge power players now in that short time period, it's 2008. Obviously, great things have happened since that last turnaround. Um, and I think that's the sense I have right now is that not only are these players doubling down and tripling down, um, Apple being worth $2 trillion is an impossible task. Amazon at $1.5 trillion. trillion. Um, these, these companies are such powerhouses and we know there's going to be some kind of monopoly breakup in the next five to 10 years, that's <laughs> going to break things up. There's going to be huge shifts. Um, I think that's what I'm excited about. What I, what I want business owners to do, or maybe specifically if I, if I'm going to, um, the reason I asked you that first question, what you're going to write about, cause I'm going to try to get my name into there. I want you to, I'm going to try to get credit quote in this session that you have to quote me later on. Yeah, in your of course. Article. Um, but, uh, it, it gets me thinking like, how do I encourage somebody to see things differently? Like what is the, what is a mental process that I could um, dry clean people's thoughts so that they only take the pure thoughts and not hold on to some of the fear and concern and worry or the worse, I don't know how to, therefore I refuse to kind of mentality. Um, and I, we, we run programs, Revolve, Jumpstart, Show Launch or whatever. And I know that people have moments in that, but I'm, I'm just trying to think of it in my mind, like I wonder, could we identify a, a tipping point, a specific tipping point in those mm. conversations or in those programs that, you know, get, get people to, to think differently? Well, first of all, I just have to briefly mention, I love the Blockbuster reference because the other day, Blockbuster, yes, they still exist. They tweeted and the whole world was like, what? And the tweet was something like, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> okay. And you know what it reminded me of was 10 years ago, well, now 12, I was doing blockbuster spots at my agency. Oh, sure. And we were we were we did the last series of blockbuster spots before they went under. And guess what? The spot was called Blockbuster versus Netflix. And they were dogging on Netflix and saying how much better we are and so forth. And when you watch the spot now, the 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 pure arrogance is just <laughs> unbelievable. It's it, so it's one of those things that you see and say, wow. Pride cometh before a fall, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So to your question about what, what stimulates people to go through this shift that we always seek, right? We always want business owners to go through some sort of a transformation. I, I would say one thing I know for sure is identifying myths. Myths. I need, I need to enunciate better. <laughs> That's uh, hard. I couldn't accomplish that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, when, and that is... Um, I've heard you say this sometimes, like we lie to ourselves and there's various reasons we do. Uh, and it's not, it's not a shameful thing. 
It's simply that we do certain things because it works. On some level, it works. But then when something no longer works, no longer serves you, you have to step back and ask, is this a lie? Is this a myth? Is this some sort of fantasy that I've just, I'm just telling myself so that I can uh, resist change or something? And it forces you to look, at the, look for the deeper truth mm. and the thing that's more timeless and the more uh, thing that's going to cause you to say, well, maybe I do have to change and maybe there's no better time than now to change and go in a new direction. Yeah, I think that's why um, the term, you know, we re rearrange people's mental furniture. Um, you know, in a way, what people know is that we didn't take anything away that they already had. So their expertise, their understanding, their knowledge, even their gifting are all necessary parts of the recipe and ingredients to the recipe that need to be considered through a transition, a time, a restoration, even a, even a buy and sell, merger and acquisition. Those are all things that are being leveraged. Um, but it's the idea of propositioning or, or changing the perspective enough that you can see the terrain in a different way. You, get, you, you develop an, a Z access for what's possible. And that's really where, you know, like the, the, when the planes shift and you can start seeing a Z access, you develop a strategy for growth instead of a, a response for growth. Mm. Uh, you can control it. Like you can actually deal with your future by creating it. Um, and it's that Z access of, oh, step by step or proposition by proposition, I could create a new offering or a new position for my company. Um, and, I, and I've heard this over and over again, even just the, the people coming out of Jumpstart, which, you know, we have the confab gathering, but the people coming out of Jumpstart, they're experiencing those transitions in what is, is that what's that, an eight week? Mm -hmm. Eight, period? nine week process, yeah. Eight or nine week process. So think of how small that process is in eight or nine meetings, but the questions that are asked, the challenges that are put up there and the homework, like it's you know, pulling teeth, I'm sure for some people, but the homework to get their thoughts out of their heads. So the truth is what's being spoken and not just perception or reflection based on what, what they think their competitors see them. Like we erase that and just say like, yeah, but who are you really? What is the value for that? And how do you build on top of that? Like your genius is a necessary proposition. Let's just pretend like that genius is the value because it actually is. It's not a pretending, it's the truth. And then let's develop ourselves based on that genius. Well, I'm sitting here thinking of, of maybe some common statements, questions that you hear all the time, I hear all the time, which might be a hint that somebody is believing a myth. And I'm, I'm curious, which one comes to mind for you? Because I'm starting with probably my all-time favorite, meaning most hated myth, and that is, it's all about the work. Just do great work and everything else will take care of itself. Yeah, you kind of stole mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've yeah. got a few favorites though. What, which, which one comes to your mind? Um, I'll say that, so I just can't. When somebody starts with that, I already know that they're, they've given up on something. But my intuition often says, when someone says I just can't, what they've done in their mind is an imagined a truth, like an imagined a future, that seems greater than what their current effort applies to it. And I'll say like, no, that, that future is possible. It's a different effort, not greater effort, but different effort you apply to it. Um, so to me, like building a cash flow form for somebody changes people's perspective because it's money's about time, not total volume of money. 
And to change people to see their money over time changes the rules for them. And now other possibilities are true. Well, what about this one? We're a service-based business. Our clients won't let us. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the catalyst moment where everyone in the yeah. room froze because no one ever imagined me saying, yeah, who told you that? And they're yeah. almost like, uh, but isn't that, that true? That's, oh, right? <laughs> right, wait, wait, could that not? Could that not, what if that wasn't true? What would be possible? Yeah, so to position yourself as a value-based company instead of an hourly commodity that's leveraged, you know, time, times materials, times rate, um, and be able to actually create some, some other kind of value and a value proposition and change the margins and change the region and change the type of work you're doing. Um, well, here, yeah, that's huge. Here's one that I'm really excited to hit head on in this upcoming jumpstart when we get into positioning. And it is the owner who will say something like, well, we're positioned a lot like, or sound like, or whatever, fill in the blank, buck, the mill, psyop. So <laughs> what's wrong with that? Right? Like we look and sound like the best in the business. Is there perhaps a myth? Joel, I think if anybody's listened to and more than three of our podcasts, they know your greatest pet peeve is when someone basically copies and pastes someone else's positioning statement and pretends that they are right. somebody else. And we know that even some of the larger companies have these very soft positioning statements. Um, but so what? It doesn't, doesn't mean you should follow them. If you're going to make new ground, you have to create a unique positioning. Right. Like my mom would say, well, if Buck went and ran and jumped into a lake, would you jump into the lake too? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my question to you now is which one of my quotes are you going to put into that article? Mm. <laughs> it might be the pirates come the Navy. Can I, can I use that one? Is that yeah, you can use the pirates. I like that one. That's one of my, that's an old time quote for my, for me. No, what I love about it is it, um, I, it's funny. Cause I remember like the, la I think the last time I pivoted uh, impossible pictures, I was having a conversation with our friend Mitch and he was talking about, uh, the years when he was at, uh, what was the studio that John ran that he was at? Three Ring Circus. Three Ring, yeah. And when they lost touch with, quote, going rogue, that was when they lost some of their mojo. And I suddenly had that moment when I realized, I've lost it too. I've got to pivot. And in a way, it was very much like going rogue to me was like, I need to be a little more pirate and less Navy if I'm going to get through this forthcoming transition. And that, that served me very well for a few more years. And then, uh, then impossible was acquired shut down. And here I am <laughs> for a better, you pivoted again. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll speak to just, um, for clarity. I don't know if I would say going rogue is the answer. If you were to actually ask me for a business plan that took that into consideration, I would want to make sure that you have a method of understanding the culture and being in a method that relates. Um, I think instinct that relates is when people fade away because they basically shot up for a moment it was instinct. They didn't understand the business of their business. And so they quickly faded. Um, but if you have a method of, of hiring, uh, conversation, engagement with clients, uh, propositioning, even making your own content so that you have to be relevant and out there and taking risks before your clients take the risk, all that keeps you in that playing field and you could be a built to last company. Yeah, fair enough. Because I think uh, to the point that you're making, I met you a few years after that and even had this realization called, 
oh gosh, there were some serious methods, systems and so forth that I still lacked that would have so served me well. I just would have, I think I would have finished better uh, or what's the word? Just, um, yeah, that would have been a better, uh, stronger transition that I was, I was about to go through. I think this is your finishing. I'm just going to point out like, <laughs> you saying I'm done? Don't finish better than this. This is a good finish. This is you're in the fourth stage. Don't be. Uh, you just moved from second stage to third stage. Is all that that transition was about. So, reset. Yeah, it was, well, it was fun talking to this uh, this young person about him starting his own studio. And when he was catching up with me, it had been many years, and he was asking me about my journey and so forth and where I am today. And it was really fun saying, you know what, I don't, you know, I don't want to go back. Yeah. I'm having way more fun now and it's way more meaningful. And in a way, I think I, there's so many more options and possibilities and so forth that, yeah, I think I've got a This might be a perfect time to say, RevThink is now looking for consultants. Please send your resume <laughs> to team at RevThink.com. I'd be happy to talk to you about taking on the life transition and... <laughs> so rev, RevThink.com slash recruiting. <laughs> By the way, you better make that URL real because people might actually go. I know it. somebody might hit it. Okay, <laughs> we'll get on that. All right. Well, I think we've rev thought this thing pretty well. I'm glad I we uh, we can outline this for your article. Maybe you could just put this, type this out, and submit that to uh, Carlos. Well, I, I'm excited about that opportunity. And then I should also mention to folks just to keep your ears, eyes peeled, because uh, we'll start mentioning uh, that upcoming jumpstart here in some of our channels and social outlets and so forth soon. So that's very exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be great. I, I love it. I love uh, serving the people we do. So if they can thrive in business life and career, then we've accomplished the goals here. And uh, I think the pivot and the understanding of uh, this process is a big part of that long-term objectives that we have. So um, serve us well when you write that article. I'm holding you accountable. I'll try. If, and if a few more pirates are created in the process, don't, don't anybody blame me. <laughs>I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.